Hi, I'm Val Hart. I'm the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm here talking with Monique Fay, and I'm delighted to bring her uh, to you. So welcome, Monique. Thank you. We met, just to let everybody know, you and I met at the National Speakers Club in Oregon, and right away, as soon as we started talking, I knew I felt that we were kindred spirits. And the more I got to talking to you, the more I realized that you're just wonderful, and I just am so excited about bringing you to my audience. You are a pioneer. You're a visionary in the fields of nature, photography, and healing, and your passion is to bring sensuality back into busy people's life, and I love that. I know most of us don't have nearly enough sensuality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how that relates to animal communication and working with animals is, and I think this is really cool, you know, just like I have an innate ability to communicate with animals, Monique has an innate ability to communicate with nature. And today you told me that you're going to share with us ways to understand the subtle language of nature, which is, of course, the habitat that we share with our animals. And I'm really interested to learn. You're going to share with us the three key points on how to communicate with nature how you learned them, and then how you use them to create the images in your magical healing book, The Book of Fay, And that's F-A-Y. And I got to see that at the National Speakers Club uh, workshop. And, oh, my God, it is an amazing, amazing book. So welcome, Monique. Thank you, Val. I'm so excited to be here on this call with you. So why is it important to connect with nature, um, to be able to communicate with nature? Well, we are part of nature ourselves. We are nature, if we think about it. Oh, that's a really good point. The earth element is mirrored into our bones, in our structure, in our whole being. The water element runs through our whole body, through our veins, through our, our arteries. We have a whole floor, rivers, lakes, you know, everything running through our body. The fire element, the heat, is central to our life. I mean, if we don't have heat in our body, as we know, we die. Yeah. Every single element, unless it's pre- we recognize that it's present within us and working properly, Right. we're right. not going to be healthy. The air element, now if you take the air element... How long can we live without breathing? I don't think we can go very long at all. <laughs> Not very long. You're right. And then we have uh, the other noble gases, you know, in the air. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I've never considered it from this viewpoint. I love this. How brilliant. So to to keep all those elements in balance within us, nature can really show us how to do that. I mean, of course, nature has an innate knowing of how to keep itself in balance. Mm-hmm except we interfere so much with it that um, we mess it all up. Yes. We just have to look at this incredible hemorrhage happening at the right. bottom of um, the Gulf of Mexico right now. Oh, gosh. With the oil leak. Yes. I mean, it's a complete disaster. Man-made, you know, it's like a cancer. It's just spreading everywhere. Yeah. And they spread how many, how many like, right now, I think something like 800 thousand gallons of toxic substances in the Gulf of Mexico to try and disperse this Mm -hmm. oil which is leaking out of the earth. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, it won't have any effect. Ah. You know? 
We yeah. know that this is not true. No? Yes, and no, it's not true. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, so our our body, our earth body, is a mirror. It's an image of the earth, and so are the animal bodies. But they don't seem to interfere as much with their own innate knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, compared to the way we take care of ourselves or don't take care of ourselves, yeah. when we start to observe animals, we see that um, they just have this innate knowing of knowing what to do in life and how to how to be about, how to take time for themselves, how to relax, how to stretch. Yeah. Ah, like those cats and dogs, you know, our pets. I mean, they're so wonderful teaching us Hey, you know, take it easy here. You know, have a good stretch. Right, have a good life, and have it's a good not life. about, about uh, going busy in the fast lane. You know, I, I think our animals and nature train us to be more aware and receptive, to slow down, and that benefits us in so many ways. You know, it it benefits our health, our ability to digest our food, our nervous system. It helps us make better decisions. Uh, we can be more connected with ourselves and with others. It improves our relationships. Um, we can hear divine guidance in our own intuition, which accesses our own knowing, our ability to know. And when we do all of that, we can actually hear the animals <laughs> as well as ourselves, right? Oh, and, as, and, as well as ourselves. And have the healing that we need and the balance for a good life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh, I love this. I love. So, Monique, did you have pets or animals around you when you were growing up? No, we we did huh. not have pets. Really? No. I'm and surprised. I think one of the good reasons is um, my father actually was was a doctor, was a physician. Okay. And uh, we lived in a small town on the Italian border. Okay. And the house was very busy always because part of um, his practice, his medical practice, was in one section of the house. And uh, actually, and my parents didn't like animals. Oh, my goodness. They, they, uh, I mean, my mother, my father would have liked to have a dog. He had a dog prior to getting married, mm-hmm. but my mother just didn't like animals. Interesting. And uh, so we could not have pets in okay. the house. Okay. So the only contact with animals were really outdoors or in nature, animals we encountered. That's, uh, you know, how I met animals okay. or birds or, you know, whatever was was there. Okay. Mm. Okay. Wow. So when did you first feel a communion with nature? I'm really surprised, you know, if you didn't have animals in your life uh, when you were growing up to help you connect, when did you first feel the connection or the communion? Well, the first real contact came after the war, at the end of the war. I was born during World War II. Wow, okay. And that was on the Italian border in the French Alps. And I'm sure a lot of uh, people don't know here in, you know, it's already back in the 1940s. A lot of people are not, maybe don't know that the Italians were allied to the Germans. And okay. they were invaders right on the border. We were right on the border. So my first memories of life is looking out through the windows and seeing these amazing landscapes in the Alps. Mm. But wow. it was so dangerous, we couldn't go outside. There were bombs, there were attacks, there were wow. houses burning, there were people being killed. There were, and oh. that was my experience. Oh my the God. first four years of my life, this is what I experienced. Wow. And at times I would 
try and sneak outside in the garden and uh, uh-huh. but but it was completely forbidden to go outside. You were not allowed to go outside because oh it was so God. dangerous you could be killed. Wow. So can you imagine at the end of the war when suddenly you said, "Wow, now you can go outside." And I've been so eager to go outside. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was incredible. It was such a discovery to be allowed to go outside oh and not feel like bombs were going to fall on us or that possibly going outside we might get killed. Wow. And we could have got killed being inside the house too because there are so many houses being destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember after the war one day my father took us for a walk in the mountains and we got to a place and you know, we were four children all born during the war, and we were making a lot of noise and running up and down and you know <laughs> running and squealing <laughs> in the fields and all. And then my father gathered us and got, got us to sit down in a circle. I said, now we're going to be silent. And we were giggling and laughing and said, I mean it, we're going to be silent. Everybody, please keep quiet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I said, whoa. <laughs> and then so we all kept quiet. And he said, now, listen to the silence. And it was such a profound experience. Wow. It was such a profound experience. We all stopped, and I remember it was so loud, the silence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was extraordinary. Suddenly it was amazing. And then hearing little fly here, and there was an animal there, and seeing little animals popping up, you know, around, and starting to hear the little animals in nature. Uh-huh. It was extraordinary. It was a life-changing. I mean, it was life-changing experience for me. Wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, um, just I, I can just kind of feel, you know, the the awe of all of a sudden these four children, you know, who've never had this experience and have always kind of yearned and wondered what it would be like, and now you're out there and you're sitting, and you're silent, and all of a sudden you're connecting with the world for the first time. Yes, it is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so um, is is that then one of your keys? Well, this is my first key. First key, okay. This is my number one key. Okay. Because unless we can bring ourselves to be in silence, you know, light passes us by. We we just not connected. Mm-hmm. Right. We just not connected, and it takes to be able to slow down our thoughts, slow, slow down our minds, especially in today's mm-hmm. busy life, where mm-hmm. so much is racing through our mind, and we rush here and we rush that. We don't take time to eat, and you know, we rush, 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 and then we tired. Then we're going to take oh, let's have some an energy bar, or let's have some vitamins, and let's do this and that. Ah, and then we can't sleep properly at night, so, oh, let's take sleeping pills. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we never stop. Right, and, and indigestion aid to, <laughs> because our tummies are upset, and we wonder why we're, you know, have weight problems and exponential diabetes, you know, and cancer and arthritis, and our body starts talking to us, and we have no time to listen to it. We're too busy. No time to listen to it. Right. And this is the key number one. Okay. If we really want to listen to our animals, we've got to listen to our own nature. Yes. So listen to our own nature. Oh, I like I love that phrase. Yes. Okay. In fact, I use the images in my in my book, 
the Book of Fame, which is purely a visual experience of the senses, because yes. they're all photographs of nature. Yeah. And I use those images as doorways to access one's inner nature, to access the di- dimensions of one's inner nature. Okay. And and this is very powerful, you know, because we're so disconnected that to have a tool or something that can help us reconnect, mm-hmm. so we can we can go outdoors. I mean, I love to go outdoors and to spend time in nature. And even when my time is limited, mm-hmm. I try to go and spend a little time. Mm-hmm. The other day, I was with my granddaughter. We were coming back; she'd been uh, horse riding, mm-hmm. and I took a detour through the mountains on the way back here, you know, to Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. from Valley in Santa Inez. Mm-hmm. And um, we came around this curve. It was very windy, but the corner was filled with those bright yellow and orange flowers, which were dancing in the winds. Mm-hmm. And my granddaughter said, Mommy, stop, stop, I need to pick up some flowers to, to bring to my mom. Mm-hmm. So we pulled over on the side, we got out in the wind, and... She rushed there and tried to grab those two flowers and was <laughs> trying to yank on them, ah! yank on them, and not understanding <laughs> why, you know, those flowers would not break away. Oh, really? I, so I said to Olivia, Olivia, my granddaughter, uh-huh. did you ask the flowers if you could take them with yes. you? Yes. Oh, I love them. And she looked at me uh-huh. and she said, no. No. And I said, well, maybe if you nicely ask them if they want to come with you so that you can take them as an offering to your mom, Mm -hmm. you're going to listen. They're going to tell you whether they want to come with you or not. Oh, I love that. Some flowers may want to come with you, Uh but some may not. And I don't think, do you think those flowers want to come? I say, "Mm, Olivia, Mm -hmm. I don't think you want to come with me. Okay, Mm -hmm. so why don't you just take a deep breath Uh and just calm down here. And I think, okay, what flower want to come with my mom? Because I know there are some flowers that want to come to be with my mom. Yeah. So she touched another one, and mm, it was a little hard. Mm, I don't think that one wants to come with me. And she went to the next one, and immediately the flower just came to her. Oh, wow. <laughs> she says, Mommy, this one wants to come with us. I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, how many flowers want to come? She says, four. Oh, so she knew. She knew. Once, and that's when she was aware. When she was aware. Yes. She was completely aware. And that's yes. what she picked. And that's what she wrote oh, to her mom. How brilliant. And not only that, to my amazement, those flowers, those curled white flowers lasted for two weeks. Wow. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. What a yeah. what a wonderful thing to, to remember and to do. Um, yeah, I love that. I love it. Slow down and listen, pay attention. Yeah. Then you you start to hear, you know, you start to hear. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, this is really moving on to key number two. Okay. You have to use your senses. Use your senses. Use okay. your sense of sight, okay. your sense of hearing, of smell, of touch, of feeling. You need to be aware. Okay. Yes. And, and this is, I mean, this applies to everything. It applies yes. to, if we slow down and listen, 
then we're going to know and be aware what taste we need to eat, what taste of food we need to have. Do oh, we, that's interesting, yeah. Do we right. need Let's... food which is sweet? Do we need food which is bitter? Do we need food, you know, I mean, this is very much Chinese medicine. Yes, that's true. And I'm an acupuncturist, and I've done a lot of research in the last 35 years on the elements and the connections between the elements, the taste, and which organ those tastes enter. You know, each organ related to a different sense, to a different color, to a different taste. And we need to nourish our body with all those different tastes, including sweet, including salt, salty, bitter, Mm. you know, sour. Mm -hmm. We need all those different tastes to be nourished properly. Yes. Oh, I love that. And it's not just nourishing our body. It's nourishing our body, mind, and spirit. And a spirit. Yes. So yeah. as we learn to even recognize by color the food we like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That or we are being drawn to. Right. But again, we have to be silent. We have to pay attention and start to feel and sense what we are being drawn to. Right. Right. You know? I mean, when animals, when they get sick, they will know to go in nature and they will eat some special grass or they will find something that they need. Right. A, a weed or a so-called weed or an herb or a... Uh, something specific. Uh, they will know where to go. You know, mm-hmm. you see them. They know where to go. Yeah, they do. The, for instance, horse herds are famous. You know, in the, in the wild, uh, they'll they choose very specific things at different times um, to balance their gut. Um, and um, one of the things we can do with our horses these days is offer them a free choice range of minerals and herbs, and let them choose and pick what they need at what time. And it's always amazing to me to watch what they're drawn to and, you know, and they're listening to their body when they have a choice. Right. And and we have a choice. You know, obviously <laughs> we have more choice than our poor horses or our pets, yes. you know, who are dependent mm-hmm. on what we choose to feed them. What um, we choose, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then what, um, and then if we're not in touch and not listening ourselves, um, then the whole system goes awry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long did you stay in the French Alps? I stayed until I was, no, actually. Well, I mean, I'm, I moved to England when I was 20, when I got married. Oh, oh okay. But it was a huge disconnect for me when really? I was sent to boarding school when I was 12 years old for three years. Oh, okay. And that was a huge interruption, and it was a disaster. Oh, really? Like, even when I came back after boarding school, when I came back to my hometown when I was 15, mm-hmm. I'd lost the magic oh. of being able to communicate with nature. Ah. I'd been so programmed by being in a, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, in boarding school with nuns and with very, very, very strict, and I was not allowed to go anywhere at weekends. Uh-huh. I was too, too wild and too happy in the mountains. <laughs> that did not fit in with my... With the patterns from you know what my parents had in mind for me, uh huh, uh huh. So I had to be corrected. You know, uh-huh. I had to be sent away and yes. punished. Conform. And, uh, I was. Conform. <laughs> I had to be trained to behave. Trained to be in <laughs> modern society, otherwise I would never ever be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh huh, uh huh. So I had but, to be disconnected. So, right, and, and so from how essence. That, how did that work out for you? <laughs> I ended up finally. <laughs> It was a disaster because by being so disconnected and my parents not understanding my needs, yeah, I ended up getting married when I knew I shouldn't get married. Oh, I ended up moving to England when I thought, oh my God, 
uh-huh. in a town, in a city, with fog and smog <laughs> and short days and no sunlight and yeah. no nature. Yeah. I just yeah. about died there. Oh, my it God. It was 20 years of storm. Wow. Just a reverse experience of my life. Wow. And it's only towards the tail end of that, mm-hmm. to discovering meditation, being still, quietening myself and feeling the need to return to nature, mm-hmm. that gradually I started to heal myself, come back to myself, and after 20 years of being sick just about all the time, mm. I began to get called to do healing work and start ah. to do what I'm doing now ah. as wow. a way to, to get myself back on my feet. Yes. And so, so, I'm a, you yeah. know, so this is what I preach this is what I believe because this is what I see all the way around mm-hmm. unless we can get to that quiet space mm-hmm. within and sense our ways through life and be guided through our senses because this is how we perceive the external world through our senses mm-hmm. if our senses are so disturbed or sick how are we going to perceive ourselves in relationship to nature or to the world around us there's no way we can do that Right, and so practicing sensuality, right, our senses, the, the active mm. conscious awareness of using senses, you know. It's vital, I think. It, it's vital, right. It, it's, it's vital. It's what keeps, helps us keep healthy. Yes. Is that what yes. you would say? Yes. Ah. Yes. Okay, so that would be key number two. That would be key number two. Got it. Yes. So what what could you recommend uh, for people to help them um, return to sensuality and um, and even we didn't talk about uh, being still or, or learning the to embrace and be in the silence. Do you have any um, things you could suggest for people to do that? I have them? a very basic Tibetan practice. Okay. Very simple, which is very grounding. Okay. Which I would like to share with you. Wonderful. <clears throat> yes, please. And this is very simple. What you need to do. We're going to do it together right now. We're going oh, to do oh, it together. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Do do okay. okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So let's take a deep breath in and then just breathe out. Let go of your breath. Okay. Now we're going to place the awareness, our awareness, just below the belly button but deep inside our body. And this is where our center of focus is going to be held while we're going to take those few deep breaths. It is very, very powerful. It really helps, brings us back to our center, brings us back to our core, and calms the mind. It really helps get out of our heads. Okay. Okay? So let's keep your awareness just below our belly button, deep inside. And now we're going to take a deep breath in. And we're going to hold it down there for the count of three. One, two, three. And then breathe out. Out through the mouth. Okay. Okay. And feel when you breathe in and you hold your breath that you're really cleansing yourself with pure breath coming in, beautiful pure breath or light, full of light. You bring that into your body. When you hold your breath in your low abdomen, it sort of 
it cleanses, it takes away everything you need to let go of. And when you breathe out, you let go. You let go of the stress of the day, you let go of worries, you let go of things which are going round and round and round in your mind. If you feel you're going too fast at any time and you need to slow down, this is amazing. You can do that even for just a few breaths, for one minute, two minutes, and you will feel completely renewed. Wow. So That's let's simple. Do, that is just too simple. Money. It's very, very simple. <laughs> at any time you can do that. But you have to mean it. You have to be present. You know, if you say, oh, well, let's take a deep breath while I'm speaking on the phone mm-hmm. or while I'm running or while, while, you know, I'm rushing here and rushing there, it's mm-hmm. not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It means you completely stop. Okay. And, and even at a red light, instead of getting so wide, looking at the white, at, at your watch, you know, what time is it I'm going to be late? Or, mm-hmm. oh, let, you know, let's make a phone call. No, just take this one minute during yeah. the red light yes. as a sign. Stop. And right there, relax, take a deep breath in, hold it way, way down in your abdomen, count of three, two, three, breathe out. And again, breathe in, all the way down in your lower abdomen, one, two, three, breathe out. Each time you breathe out, stronger and stronger. One last time, breathe in, hold your breath, two, three. And breathe out. And then just be aware of your breath as it's slowing down, you know? Okay. How do you feel right now, Val? I feel good. I What I like, it's like my abdomen feels like it has more space. Um, there's a more aliveness. I'm noticing some tingles and some uh, shifting of energy in my low back. Good. Um, in my, mm-hmm. um, and then coming up through my torso. Great. I certainly feel more present. Mm-hmm. And one thing I like about that is the focusing on below the navel and that center, um, you know, the, the grounding center right there, mm-hmm. and the, the cleansing light. Um, and it definitely brings me uh, to more of an awareness. And, and not, I'm relaxed, but I'm not, like, sleepy. I, I feel awake. You know, I feel alert. Right, uh, but right. also quite calm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's much better than a cup of coffee <laughs> to bring energy back into your body. You know, uh-huh. I'll get uh, uh-huh. yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Thank it's you great. so much. And for then sharing. now, can you feel we are more present? So now, if yeah, we you, are. you wanted to have a, a snack or if you wanted to eat something, and all, mm-hmm. you would be able to be more. Your you would see somehow differently because your mind is calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you see, what you smell, what you might taste, right. you know, sounds you might hear are, are going to be much more in tune with one another. Right, right. So that you can decide how to nourish your body, how to do this. I love that. And maybe yeah. your pet or your dog or your cat is trying to say something to you. Right, your body And, and right then and then, from that place of being much quieter and centered, mm-hmm. you're simply just going to know what they're trying to communicate to you. That's true. We create a clarity of an opening of a space and a connection right? where we can and actually hear something other than our own busy mind and thoughts. <laughs> right. You see, so un- unless we clear our mind of the busyness, there's no way we're going to hear. Right, right. Which brings us to the third key, really, because okay. the third key is to 
bring together the silence and the senses so that we can sense in silence. Oh, say that again. So the third key, we bring the first two points, which is silence, you know, come to a place of silence. Mm -hmm. The second key is tune into your senses, clean your senses, purify your senses so that they are healthy. Mm. And the third key brings the two together. Okay. So that as you calm your mind and come to a place of inner silence, your senses can then perceive your surroundings. And there is a sense of knowing deep inside you mm-hmm. how to take care of yourself, but also how to listen to nature, how to listen to all the messages, because everything is interconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no separation there. Right. All the elements, everything moves, moves through, in and out through us. So does the air, so does spirit. It's everything is interconnected. Mm. So we just in the field of perception altogether. And then we can sense, we can hear, we can listen, we can communicate that way. Right. In silence, then we, we don't need to, the voice to speak. Yes, and I know, you know, when I'm teaching my students to learn how to communicate with animals, this is one of sometimes the hardest things for them to learn. Um, and it is so fundamentally critical, but it's so simple. Um, when you come back into center, you ground, you develop your senses, which are animals. Think of their senses. <laughs> How acute they are. They're always on the alert. They're always so alert and aware. Yes. Um, and we stop to listen and get out of our own busy mind you know, way of being. Um, then, like you said, we can sense in the silence. We can hear the inner messages. Um, we can, we are, we can, we don't have to get connected with animals necessarily or nature. Uh, we already are. And so we can just recognize that, allow it, invite it, hear it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It. And it's just, it's there. It's just there it, all it's around just, us. It's just right there for us. Oh, I love that. Um, do you have any, um, any tips on helping people become uh, more develop their senses more, the, the sensuality aspect? Any quick things well, you to Well, to come back to Tibetan today? meditation, to come back to Tibetan practice. Okay. You could take one step further, you know, calming your mind, even with the breath, you know, like yeah. we, we just described. Right. And then you could focus on one sense organ at the time. Okay. So, for instance, you would say, okay, now I'm just going to look and see Okay. At what's in front of me. Now, of course, if it's in nature, it's very inspiring, but, you know, you could look at anything, mm-hmm. but without engaging the thinking mind. So oh. If I'm looking at the plant and say, oh, I don't think I like that green, oh, and I don't think that, and mm-hmm. oh, I so think I it needs some water, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> oh, and I think this, and I think that, and... Without engaging the thinking mind, you just oh, I love observing. That. Ah, so becoming an observer witness. Observer witness without engaging, without engaging the mind to think and analyze what's going on is a right. very powerful meditation. Right to think or analyze or judge, you know, um, or yeah, exactly. Oh, I love this. This is right. just brilliant. Perfect. And and you can do the same for the sense of hearing. Okay. So you would pay attention to the sounds, mm-hmm. 
around you, mm-hmm. but with the same idea in mind. You wouldn't analyze, oh, what did I hear here, or what is this, or what is that? No, you just come back to hearing. You come back just to hearing, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to co- hearing, not engaging the thinking mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can do that just sitting on the chair right now, right? Value sitting yes, on a chair. I am. Mm-hmm. So you could feel your clothes on the body. What about the sense of feeling, touch? Okay. The clothes on the body, the, the, the chair under you, at the back, and you're wearing maybe a headset, and, and just observe mm-hmm. what it's like without ah. engaging the, the, the um, thinking mind. And you just apply that to all the senses, hearing, taste. Mm-hmm. Just now, taste what is in your, the taste in your mouth right now. Ah. And a very good meditation. This is very Zen. It's very much Zen practice. Mm-hmm. Eating, yes. just be present with the taste. Yeah. Where do you feel a different taste? You know, where is the taste of sweet? Where is the taste of bitter? Where is the taste? So you can practice all day long just by being aware. Oh, I love that. Even driving your car, just being aware of driving and see where we go, you're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Without saying, oh, I forgot to do this. Let's make a phone call. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, oh, I don't like this car. Or I like this or I like that. Just be present. Mm-hmm. And, my God, they just you, you can practice day-to-day life. You don't need to go anywhere. I love that. Yes. Is it, the world is around. It's happening now all around. It's happening right now, and you use yeah. what it, Whatever is in front of you, whatever sound. Good. Okay? Yeah. And whatever sound. You just even don't, you know, worry about what the sound is. It's just a sound. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the sound of the universe. Ah. Well, once we had the Trungu Rinpoche, this incredible uh, master, Tibetan master, mm-hmm. and he was teaching in my house. I had a retreat center in my house in London, in England. Ah. And we had about 50 people for that weekend retreat, where okay. people have come to be in silent retreat, right? Yeah. Now, at the time, you know, my, my kids were teenagers, and in the rooms below, I had two two young kids, right? Mm-hmm. With, you know, a room upstairs with them filled with people that they didn't really want to have in their house. But that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is that Trungo Rinpoche was just training us in, in exactly what I'm talking about, okay. right? Uh-huh. And at one point, he just rang his little bell, and he told us, just any sound of the universe is it. Any sound is the sound of the universe. So just be just present, and whatever sound is whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He rings his little bell, and right there and then, my son blasts rock music downstairs, <laughs> so loud that the entire floor is shaking. <laughs> wow. Right? And yeah. I look at Trungu Rinpoche to make a gesture to run, to get up and run downstairs, and very quietly it just, you know, shows me, don't move, don't uh-huh. do anything, just stay there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I could hear, feel the restlessness and everybody going crazy and, <laughs> and everybody going crazy. And, and the second he, you know, he rang his little bell, uh-huh. the music downstairs stopped. Wow. On and cue. people were so disturbed. They were so, uh, and this man stood up and said, you know, I came all the way to London and I came to do this silent retreat. I didn't come here to hear this music. And Trungo Rinpoche looked at him and said, I said, any sound is the sound of the universe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. So, you know, you can be in traffic, you can be this and that, and just yeah. listen to the sounds and don't get all wrapped up with it, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Just, I'm just imagining how that could change our life, you know, uh, by practicing this daily, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. It would just, I think it would make so much difference in our oh, health yes. and our yeah. well-being. And, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the quality of our life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would be so much improved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Monique, what um, is there anything you would like uh, to leave our listeners with um, today? Anything, like if they wanted to find out more or... Um... Yes, you can, you can go online to to the Book of Fame and... Okay. Um, yes, and by you... the way, everyone, I have seen her book and it is fabulous. Just to look at it is like like the most exciting eye candy <laughs> or sensory can it's like sensory <laughs> sensory brilliance in the book and it's it's so gorgeous it's almost like you you just you just fall into it it's it's a sensory experience her book so um yes. and and by the way it is let, let's spell it so everyone can find the website it's book b o o k of o f F-A-Y-Fay.com. So the book of Fay.com. And there's a gallery there, and you can click on the gallery, and you can look at all the images. And uh, there's uh-huh. no text with the images. The okay. whole thing is a sensual experience. It takes you back to your own nature. Yeah, I would recommend everyone go to that website and mark it as a favorite. <laughs> and then um, periodically when you're feeling distracted or stressed or you know, harried or worried or whatever, as you do your practicing breath, right, the one that we, um, that Monique shared with us earlier, while you look at those images, you know, wouldn't that be cool? Yes, that that would be very powerful. Yes. Very powerful. Very uh, what powerful. a wonderful way to, mm-hmm. to rebound. And then, you can, and then you can also look at the images without trying to make comments. But things will come yeah. up for you. This yes. is just a whole different thing. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, it's, yes. it's beautiful. Um, okay, and then I know you're also teaching workshops. Um, yes. On this, would you like to speak about that for a second? I'm starting to teach, teach workshops in uh, August this year of uh, 2010. Okay. And anybody who is interested can send me an email. And you can even go online at uh, thebookoffaith.com and uh, you can send me a message through there. Or okay. you can also maybe give um, give them my email address. Okay. And people can write to me directly. Okay. But by within another month or two, by June, July, I will be sending regular email or newsletter. I will have a newsletter for the workshops. Okay. So anybody who is interested, please send us your email address. Okay. And then we will make sure we get you on to the newsletter. Okay. And uh, so that you keep informed, we keep you informed of what is happening. Okay. Um, and so to find your email, they need to go to your website or... Well, the, the website have... has a link Okay. for info, so you can always send me a message through there. That okay. would be very easy to do, actually. Right, right. So go to thebookoffay.com and, um, and sign up for the newsletter and her emails and find out more about her workshop. And I think the workshop in August of, of 2010 is in, uh, you said, British Columbia? In Seattle. Oh, huh? <laughs> I'm doing one Seattle. on... Yes, okay. one in okay. Seattle, uh, the weekend of the 6th of August to the okay. 6th, 7th, 8th. Okay. 
And then British Columbia in Vernon will be two weekends later. Excellent. Oh, how wonderful. And then there will be one in Boulder, Colorado, beginning of September. Okay. And All then right. and then it's just going to keep going from there. Excellent. Plus I'm doing half days and whole days here in Santa Barbara. Very good. I upon think, request. I think your work is so needed, um, you know, in our lifestyle. If we have a, a hope of a prayer of healing ourselves and our planet um, and our animals, um, bringing these elements back into balance. Um, is just uh, critical. So thank you so much for joining me, Monique. My great pleasure. And sharing your message. This is wonderful. I really enjoyed every moment of it. Thank Very you so good. much, Val. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> thank uh, you well, so I'd, I'd like to maybe do it again, um, as I, I would love to, you know, develop um, all of this even more for myself. And um, I would love to. I would love what to. What else you do? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I would love okay. to do that. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, um, I think. We're about out of time, so let's uh, close it here. And, uh, again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this and for doing what you do. The world needs you. So thank you. Thank you, Val, and the world needs you too. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right, dear. I'll talk to you later. Yes. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.